Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Thursday, the 22nd of December. Good to have you aboard. However you're listening to us today, we love you long time. Appreciate you guys telling all your friends, telling all your family, tell everybody you know about Zaslow Show 2.0. However you're listening to us, hey, maybe you're watching us on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. That's what I'm talking about. We got a lot going on here today. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to talk to uh, my pal Evan Cohen, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, Morning Men, every morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Those guys are my favorites. Evan's a good friend of mine and a huge Heat fan. 
So we will talk Heat basketball coming up with him. The Heat are not in action tonight. They are back in action tomorrow as this four-game homestand continues with the Indiana Pacers. Florida Panthers last night, they continue to be a a, a huge, massive disappointment. So we'll get back to that. Uh, We'll we'll get to that coming up in a few minutes here. I I do want to start out with something that's kind of off topic here. All right. Now, we're only a few sleeps away. From Miami Dolphins football, Dolphins uh, looking to get back in the win column, of course, against the Green Bay Packers this weekend. I think the Dolphins are going to kick the Packers' ass. We'll do a little bit on that as well. But here, here's what I got for you to start the show today. I, I know that I am I am late to the party on this one, all right? But I, I, I got to start out with this documentary that I watched yesterday, Okay. So my son is home for vacation, and he's, you know, he's, he's, scroll- he's going to finish Netflix. He's scrolling through Netflix, and he comes across the untold documentaries, you know? And he comes across the Manti Teo documentary. Again, I'm late to the party on this one, because this came out, what, like two months ago, maybe? Something like that? And there was a big buzz about it and everything, because, like, he hasn't done any kind of, like, sit down or, you know, talked about this and you know, 10 years or whatever it was. And Manti Teo, he ended up having a decent NFL career. Played like seven or eight years. An average linebacker. But anyway, one of the all-time great linebackers in college football, right? And everybody knows uh, the, the the name Lene Kakua, all right? It's, it's, it's been a big joke in sports forever, where we found out that his girlfriend, it was not real, and... You know, was he a part of it? Was he not part of it? Uh, Was he just super gullible? What was the deal? Okay. So, you got this documentary, this Untold series, which also the next one I want to watch is the one on Tim Donaghy. But anyway, so you got this documentary on Mateo. And my son, my son scrolling through the, uh, you know, Netflix says, hey, do you you know about this story? Do you know about this man I tell? But yeah, matter of fact, I hear that documentary is crazy. You want to watch it? goes, yeah. So we sat down and we watched it yesterday. It's two episodes. It's two parts. I don't know. Total's like two and a half hours, maybe three hours. And so we watched the whole thing yesterday. Now, I had heard it's great. I had heard it's wild. It is great. It is wild. And I highly recommend it. But I'm bringing this up because, and again, I know I'm late to the party. So bear with me here. But I'm bringing it up because, man, that that documentary, it made me feel so bad. I felt so bad for him. You know, you come out of it, he definitely had nothing to do with it. All right. Super gullible, super naive, definitely nothing to do with it. But he, he, despite those things, he comes out of the documentary, I thought, looking great. Looking really, really likable. You know, like I, I turned to my son at one point late in the documentary, go, Seems like such a great guy. And I felt so bad for him. Like, did anyone else have, you know, we all were making Lene Kakua. We were all making fun, right? At the time, 10 years ago. And, <coughs> excuse me. I, 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 I felt so bad toward the end of it, especially when. You know, he was, he started to get emotional because all these feelings are coming back. You know, he got very emotional, but where he was talking about how he eventually went to therapy and he had to forgive himself. He'd forgiven the, you know, the dude who catfished him, which by the way, like, and they go over this in the documentary, how 
catfishing wasn't a thing back then. No one knew what catfishing was. No one had ever heard of what catfishing was. It wasn't a thing. And he went over how, you know, in therapy, how he, he had forgiven this dude. But the therapist asked if he'd forgiven himself. And then he got very emotional on, on camera, you know, and and realized that he he just... He's going to rise above all of it, and, and he's good. Like, there was one line that I thought was super poignant where he's like, you know what? Uh, and he, apparently his personality has always been like this, just helping people. He's a good guy, just likes to help people. And if he can make someone happy by taking a picture of them, and then they walk away, and they're, you know, snickering with their friends, oh, it's man tail then, uh, you know, that's what I'm going to do for people. I'm going to make people happy that way. And I was like, man, what an unbelievable attitude that now he's married. He's got a kid. What an unbelievable attitude he he he's able to have over this because his life essentially I don't know if his life was ruined, but it cost him millions of dollars. He was never the same player starting with the national championship game. He was never the same player. It cost him his dignity. And and I also I felt super bad when they're interviewing the parents. And this is toward the end also where the mom and the dad, they're, they're crying. They're holding back tears while, while they're talking about it at this point in the documentary. And just as a parent, I'm like, I, I can't even imagine, you know, your kid, your child is going through this and there's nothing you could do about it. And he's a laughingstock, a laughingstock going from uh, being super popular, Heisman candidate, and now a, a laughing stock, and there's nothing you could do about it. And again, like it took his dignity, and it made me feel so bad. Not just because he didn't deserve this, and he definitely was not at fault. I mean, I guess if you count being naive at fault, he definitely wasn't at fault. But also, then from a parental, pers- uh, you know, perspective, where it's like, man, I-, I I felt so bad for for that family, and I especially especially felt bad for him because he. Definitely is a really good dude. And when the documentary was over, it was like, I just wanted to, like, I almost, I'm sure I made fun. I'm sure we all made fun on the radio. Definitely. And I just want, like, I wanted to apologize to him. I felt really bad. The documentary, it really made me feel bad for him. I thought he came out looking great. So if if you haven't seen it yet, or if you are delaying seeing it like myself, I hadn't seen it, uh, I knew I was going to get around to it eventually. Yesterday was a perfect opportunity. I I really recommend watching the Untold, the Manti Teo story, whatever it's called. Uh, I know it's it's titled Untold. It's a it's a docu series, but go back and watch that. It, it's it's wild. I know everybody was talking about it when it came out like two months ago, a month and a half ago, two months ago, whatever it was. I finally got around to it. I can't recommend it enough. And and again, uh, I'm glad that he seems to be in a good place because he seems like a great dude. All right, so, again, I know I'm kind of late on that one, but I had to talk a little bit about it, especially because that's a better way to start the show than with the disaster that was the Florida Panthers last night. So the Florida Panthers last night, they were taking on the New Jersey Devils, and I told you, this, they're still they're still super shorthanded. They're still, uh, w- without Barkov, who's missing his second consecutive game because in the game against the Devils, he had a dirty play by one of the guys from the Devils. Her Barkov hurt his knee. Apparently, though, he's not going to be out for a while. He'll be back uh, in, in the short term, but he missed his second consecutive game, and the Panthers now have lost both of those games. They lost 
you know, they gave up seven goals a few nights ago to Boston. They lost last night 4-2 to the Devils. A game that the Panthers were up 2-1 to going into the third period. The Panthers going into the third period this year in games that they were leading were 13-0-2. So for the first time this year, in regulation, the Panthers lose a game that they led going into the third period. They gave up three goals, including the empty netter, in the third period. Just a terrible job. I don't want to hear about injuries last night when the Panthers go into the third period with a lead. The injuries didn't play a role last night. They're up 2-1 going into the third period. They're facing a goaltender, who was excellent, by the way, but they're facing a goaltender who had not started a game since the beginning of last month. And the Panthers give up three, including the empty net, goals in the third period to wind up losing last night 4-2. And I said yesterday, oh, you're catching the Devils, and the Devils are a really good team, but they had lost six in a row. I, I always think that's dangerous. Like, oh, it's, it's good to face a good team when they're in the middle of a losing streak. I don't think so. I told you that yesterday. I think facing a good team in the middle of a big losing streak like that is a bad thing. They're going to snap out of it. They're going to wind up winning one of these games. And it ended up being last night and come from behind fashion going into the third period. Uh, so it's, it's, as, it's as frustrating a season I can ever remember as a sports fan. And I know you, you oh, Zazzo, you're using hyperbole. I don't know, man. The expectations for this Panther team going into this year is Stanley Cup. It's not about making the playoffs anymore. Last year was about making the playoffs and then doing some damage. Expectation after winning the President's Cup, the expectation going into this year, especially when they decided to fire Andrew Brunette, which I was okay with. I want to get an experienced coach in here. But when you're firing the coach who led the team to the President's Cup, even though it was on an interim basis, that's because the expectation is to win the Stanley Cup. If they, if the expectation, if the goal was just to get back to the playoffs, you keep Andrew Burnett. So clearly the goal for this team is to win the Stanley Cup, and they're not going to make the playoffs. The team stinks. I understand they're ravaged by injuries, but still, it's not as if when Barkov has been in the lineup, and Duclair's been out of the lineup all year. I know Lundell's, you know, he just came back last night. Radko Gudis was supposed to return last night. He didn't. Hornquist is not close to returning. Uh, it's, look, they're in a bad spot as far as injuries go. But it's amazing when you consider the Panthers won the Kachuk trade. I got to want y'all, they should never have traded Huberto. Nah, the Panthers won the Kachuk trade. Huberto is not doing so hot in Calgary. And Kachuk it has been really good for the Panthers. They won that trade. And they are so much worse than they were last year. It's pretty amazing when you consider that. This is as frustrating a season as a South Florida sports fan, a Miami sports fan, that I can remember. You know, the year after the Heat won the championship in 2007, that was, that was a really frustrating regular season. But at least they're coming off of, of winning the NBA championship. Uh, this is, it, it's up there, man. And I don't see them turning it around. I really don't. This is as frustrating a season. And I don't know how many, you know, for people who are listening to Zaslow Show 2.0 right now, I don't know how many of you can relate because, yes, you may love the Panthers, but if you're not, like, hardcore about the Panthers like I am, it's not going to resonate with you as far as most frustrating season. Like, the Dolphins and the Heat do that to you. The Hurricanes do that to you. Maybe even the Marlins. Like, I don't know how many people it's going to resonate with, but for me, it's as frustrating a season I can ever remember as a Miami sports fan. 
So they lose last night. Next up, they're at the Islanders on Friday. Hopefully they continue to get some healthy bodies back there. I brought this up yesterday in regards to the Dolphins. And we're going to talk some heat coming up with Evan. I brought this up yesterday in regards to the Dolphins, where it's a funny thing, I think, that's going on with the Dolphins right now, where they weren't getting they weren't getting a ton of credit, I don't believe, when it comes to the five-game winning streak, the teams that they were playing in the winning streak, Tua, how much is him, how much is Tyreek Hill helping him, that whole kind of deal. I feel like there were still a ton of doubters out there. And like I said, I brought this up yesterday where it, 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 it's almost as if now during this three-game losing streak, the Dolphins are getting more respect after their performance in Buffalo on Saturday night. You know, I would have thought this is a prime opportunity for everyone to jump on the Dolphins, that they're pretenders, that they were Fugazi, and they're, they're not a contending type team. But here's what I think is happening. Like, Stephen A. Smith yesterday was on television, and Stephen A. Smith does the whole, they showed me Saturday that they could beat anybody. And I agree with that. You know, like, we're, we're so many days removed now from the game where I could start looking at the big picture. I could start looking at more of the macro view because the micro view is very upset about the three-game losing streak. And I still am. Although, I, I think the Dolphins are going to win these final three games. I think they're going to put on a great performance this Sunday afternoon against Green Bay. But I could start to look at the macro now, which is, yeah, their performance on Saturday night, they didn't make enough plays late, but they went on the road, very difficult conditions, the most adversity they faced all year because they had faced a two-game losing streak at that point. So they're they're up against it. You got to prove a little something here. And they went there to Buffalo, and they I mean they were up by eight in the fourth quarter. They they had opportunities to win the game. They came up short against what's probably the best team in the AFC, maybe the best team in the NFL. So I could see the macro. I could see the bigger picture now, where. Stephen A. Smith there yesterday says, they showed me Saturday they can beat anybody. I think what's been going on, and I talked about this during the winning streak, where, you know, when, when there's still some people, and I think Stephen A. actually was the one who, who made this argument, where, you know, it's, it's short passes, and those receivers, they're, they're getting the yards after the catch, you know. No, that's not what's been happening at all. You know, you got people on television who are saying how Tua's benefiting from this, benefiting from that, and it's, yeah, you haven't been watching the games. You're just looking at the box score. You clearly have not been watching the games. And I strongly believe that. You got people out there who were giving analysis on the Dolphins who weren't watching the games. They're just assuming Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill, that they're catching these six-yard slants and they're taking it to the house. And, no, and that can't be further from the truth. So... I think because the Dolphins have been on national TV recently, you know, the Charger game was national TV, and this past weekend's Buffalo was national TV. Essentially, this game against the Packers this weekend is national TV as well, because the NFL is playing their games on Saturday this week, and you only have three games on Sunday. They're all standalone games. So, I think what's been happening is, because the Dolphins have been on national TV the last couple weeks, standalone games, people are paying attention to them now, but especially this game against Buffalo, I think because they've been up, they were on national TV this past Saturday and they played well. 
I think there are people like Stephen A on television who are watching them for the first time. Not just looking at the box score, not just hearing about what happened and then going on and talking about it. These guys on television, man, they can't watch every game. They got to comment about every game, but they can't watch every game. And I don't think they've been watching the Dolphins for most of the year. And then this Saturday night at Buffalo, great game. Had a chance to win, played well enough to win, played well. I think there are plenty of national people who are watching them for the first time, or at least watching them in its, the game in its entirety for the first time this year. Because the Dolphins are getting a lot more credit this week during a three-game losing streak. And they had a three-game losing streak earlier in the season. Of course, that was all, you know, Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson. But they're getting so much more credit right now. When I thought everyone would be doubting them, they're getting so much more credit right now during this losing streak than they were getting previously during the winning streak from some people. And I think my theory's right, where I think there are people out there who are watching them for the very first time this past Saturday night against Buffalo. And guess what? They played really well. So it's it's interesting what the reaction has been. By the way, Thursday night football tonight. That's right. You got Thursday night football tonight. Jaguars at Jets. That's a game that the Dolphin fan is interested in because the Jaguars, number one, they are uh, one game back of the number four spot. They're one game back in the AFC South, and the Titans got big problems of their own. So the Jaguars can creep closer to win the division. Why do the Dolphins care about that? The Dolphins care about that because if they can jump up to the number five spot, they would play at the AFC South winner. They would play at the number four seed, and that could be Jacksonville. It could be Tennessee. So this is a game you're interested from that perspective. So you're rooting for the Jaguars tonight, I believe, but also root for the Jaguars because you're rooting against the Jets. You're rooting against the Jets tonight because you want the teams below you, the Jets and the Patriots, to drop out of the playoff picture so you don't have to worry about missing the postseason. So this game tonight, it's got some weight as far as the Dolphins go. So the Dolphin fans into this game tonight, Jaguars at Jets. Hey, if you're looking for a place to watch the game tonight, all right, Briny Irish Pub, Briny Pub Pompano, I've told you, that's my spot for Dolphin games. I will be there this Sunday afternoon for Dolphins and Packers, all right? The world's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Pub Pompano. You take Atlantic Boulevard, you go all the way east. You don't park in the ocean, or you go all the way to the ocean, but don't park in the ocean. Park behind the Briny, all right? Parking's free right there. Briny will validate you. Briny Irish Pub Park, right behind, like I said, free parking. You got live music every single night. The Briny Hour, every day, Monday through Friday from 4 to 7 p.m. That's happy hour. All kinds of drink specials, craft beer on tap, and like I said, live music every night. NFL Sunday ticket, which this weekend is going to be Saturday ticket. But Sunday, I'll be there watching the Dolphins, the world's greatest upscale dive bar, Briny Irish Pub. All right, so you know all guests on Zaslow Show 2.0 are always brought to us by Johnny Cuba, lifestyle brand, European roots with a Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. You purchase a six-pack of uh, Johnny Cuba right now at your local Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco Imas. You got holiday specials right now on six packs of Johnny Cuba all throughout this holiday season. And don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo, joining us now. Uh, host of my favorite show, everybody knows, Morning Men, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Radio, Evan Cohen joining us here. How about this, Evan? You know, I've had you on the show for, for, for years now. People tell me that, you know, listeners, Zazzle Show 2.0, listeners, yo, Zazzle, I love the new show, I love the new podcast. The interviews you're doing, are, they're, they're fire. And it's like, 
I'm not doing anything different. I'm having the same people, the same rotation of people. But now because I can see people when I talk to them, it is such a massive difference in the conversations that we have. Well, I'm sorry you have to look at me, though. I mean, that's that's not pretty. I mean, there's a reason that I'm on radio, that's for sure. But I love being a part of it. I did, I was a part of 1.0. I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. I think I like 2.0 better. Just, just okay, say, okay. Say and all those great advertising partners that you have, very smart, very smart, jumping on board. Yes. Early stages of Zazlo 2.0, because I'm telling you, when this thing is sold out, which it will be, and people are knocking on that door and they can't <laughs> in, all those great advertising partners, oh boy, they are really smart. Ahead of How the about that? Time. Well How done by them. How about that endorsement right there? So Evan Cohen, Sirius XM, Bad Dog Radio, Morning Men with Mike Babchick and Willie Cologne. It's my favorite show. Everybody knows. See, I had to be careful with that. I would, I mean, I didn't have to be careful, but I was being respectful, you know, where I, I would say, oh, you know, everybody knows it's my favorite show, uh, you know, when I was on local radio. But like, I don't, I don't have to cover it up anymore. Not that I had to before, but like I said, I was being respectful. But for folks out there listening, it is my favorite show, all right? I listen every single day. It's been my favorite show for a few years now. Uh, well, that's you, until Amber's show starts at night. That's going to be that's gonna be like, it, it may be 1A and 1B. That's true. That's true. Especially now because Joy Taylor is not a – she's technically not radio anymore since she's not with The Herd. So I don't have to say, oh, that's my favorite show, you know? Uh, you're right. Uh, Amber's starting up January 3rd. She was there yesterday uh, doing – doing a promo show promo pictures Big and time. really really yeah. cool really cool for her but like i don't have to cover it up anymore it's my favorite show morning man on mad dog radio uh do you now it's it's been a long time removed from you doing uh well i guess not that long it's only been like a year or whatever since you stopped doing the show in west palm do you a miss year ago today it, oh wow okay so one i'm right year ago a year today. Ago. yeah one year ago today and today actually is going to be my last day i haven't announced this on the state well it's going to be on the Go stage on. So I've been doing these five-minute hits at yeah. 11.55 and uh, 5.55 on ESPN West Palm. And I know you have many friends that work at the station as well, outside of you and I. Um, and today's actually my last day doing that because I tried to extend it for a year, which I did. And we had great advertising partners as well. But it was just time. And it's time now. You know, we have great hosts on the station. You know JMP for years, obviously. Um, and he's been a part of it. Ken Lavica, you know Josh Cohen, you know all these people that you've known and I know uh, you've been in contact with over the course of time, um, you know, they're on the station and it's time. It's time for me to kind of let go of that for now. I don't want to say forever, right? I'm not going to say that. And, and I'm still a part of Good Karma in my role with the company. And we have stations all over the country, as you know. But yeah, ESPN West Palm. And you were on ESPN West Palm for years with all the heat broadcasts, right. which was great. You know, you were on. There were many nights where literally I would throw to you after I was done doing the oh, free, cool. et cetera. <laughs> um, so that would happen. I mean, for however long you did the heat pregame, when we had the heat rights, it was me and to you. That's you probably cool. didn't even realize that. I did not know that. No, yeah. I, I did not realize that. That's yeah. yeah this is the first I'm hearing that. That's what. That's a good setup. All right, I got that Evan Cohen rub right there at the start of the pregame. Uh, there were nights when I first started, when I was on at night, you'd bump me because we'd have as uh, in for me, and I wouldn't have a show because you would bump me with pregame. Do you miss uh, doing the local? Like, I've never done. I I've been asked before. Uh, I've never done a national radio show. I love local, you know. Um, do, do you miss not doing any local? Of course. But I also think, like, the more I understand radio, the more I realize that I'm not 
I wasn't necessarily made for local at that time that I was doing local, even though I was doing it. And what I mean by that is I'm a big believer that if you're doing local radio, you need to physically be out in the community as much as possible, getting to know people. And I'm I'm not very social in general. Like I'm not the person that goes out and hangs out all the time with everybody. And I think to be great at local radio, you really need to be physically in the community as much as possible. And I think any radio show needs to have someone that does that. And so one of the things that I've realized over the course of time is now on the morning show, having Mike Babchek, who I work with, he is the ultimate right. in the community guy and loves it. L- literally gives out his actual cell phone number on the air and will communicate with fans as we go. So <laughs> I miss doing local radio, but I also know that I'm probably at my best doing national. That's not to say I wouldn't do local. Of course I would. Um, because of the fact that it's harder to, if you live in Florida or New York, which are the two places that I've lived for the last 20 plus years, I can't interact with people in Nebraska on a daily basis, but the people in Nebraska are important. You know, you going out and about interacting with people, it's much easier to do local radio in that regard if you have that personality. Um, but I love ESPN West Palm. I mean, we have great people that work there and I, the last year of shows I did, um, with Jeanette Javier and she's wonderful. She's a big fan of yours. I've tried to convince her otherwise. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so she's and she was wonderful being a part of it. And Brian Rowitz before that and Jmar, John Martin. So like I had a great crew of people with me and they're all still there. I mean, it's crazy. You know, I'm telling, you know, for your audience, but like Zaz knows a lot of the people that have been there I for a long with time for, for a long and nobody wants to leave. Right. And I'm not saying we want people to leave, but like it's hard to get in the door because they've been there for a long time and they love it there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love both. I think I'm probably more suited for national radio because of my antisocial personality. But you are, for folks who, who don't know Evan's entire background, while he's based out of New York and he does a national show, uh, huge Heat fan, all right? Yeah. Well, so, I'm based out of New York now, but when I moved to South Florida in 2003, so I was not a Knicks fan growing up in New York. And I don't want to interrupt you, but I think you'll appreciate this story. So I moved to South Florida in 2003. In March of 03. So that's the 0203 season, yeah. right? The Karan Butler rookie year. Bad year. Right. So we move. We immediately, there was no sports radio station in West Palm. That's why. So our company, Good Karma Brands, bought ESPN, bought 760 AM at the time, now 1063, because there was no local sports station in West Palm Beach. There was obviously QAM at the time, 790 didn't exist. There was QAM in Miami, and there were stations in Orlando, but there was nothing in West Palm. And it's a top 50 market in the country. And there was yeah. no all sports radio station. So intelligently, the people who own the station, Craig Carmen and Steve Politziner, who Zaz knows well, um, they're like, there's a hole. We can literally buy a station in a top 50 market with money in the market for advertising partners where we're competing with no one physically in the market. Because, you know, it's not like QAM or 790 ultimately was like doing events and what. They're not doing the Honda Classic. It's not the same market. It's not the same market, 100%. So we moved there in 03, and the Heat welcomed us with open arms, so much so that I'm like, I love this, this organization. <laughs> so they won me over by being nice to me. And I know that may sound pathetic, but when you are a huge basketball fan like I was, and I didn't like the hometown team, this team welcomed me with open arms. So pre-Wade, pre-Shaq, pre-LeBron, not Hardaway uh, morning air like you, obviously, or when, since birth. But I, I bought in and I just like, this is the greatest team ever. 
82 games every single year I'm watching. It's funny. It's it's one of the things where when you, you, you know, you grow up a huge sports fan like you and me, and then when you get into this business and you get to kind of see how the sausage is made with some of the teams, um, I remember – so remember the timing we're talking oh four when I started out in radio and the Miami Dolphins were just such a huge dumpster fire and I had grown up a huge Dolphin fan and it was so disheartening learning some of the ins now a lot has changed with the Dolphins since then of course they're a lot they're a lot better run these days but it, it was it was such it was such a poor atmosphere to be around and it was it was such a kick in the junk growing up a huge fan like this is the team this is right. how this organization like it was so disheartening as a fan that this this is my favorite team. And then conversely, it was one of the greatest things that I was able to learn where the Heat are, are my favorite team since I'm seven years old. And then I get to see the ins and outs of how the Heat are run. I'm like, wow, they're just as good on the inside as I hoped they would be. You know, they're amazing. They're it's, amazing. It's and one they, of the cool things. Would, they, so people, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too inside radio, but like a lot of times. When there's a big move made by a team, people like Zaz and I will then say, oh, we got to get so-and-so on who is a part of that move. And I'm not a guest-heavy guy, and I know you weren't necessarily a guest-heavy guy all the time also. But, like, when the Heat would have some sort of acquisition, it would be cool to have that person on, let the fans hear from that person. Well, they called us. Tim Donovan and his team would literally, and Rob Wilson, they would they would literally call the station, hey, we just signed so-and-so. Would you guys like to speak to them for 10, 15 minutes? I was 22, 23 years yeah. old. Like, kidding me? Are you like, yes. And they would put Pat, I probably had Pat Riley on five to 10 times. Yeah. For 20 minutes each yeah. when he was the head coach. So, yeah, they won me over, but people win people over. That's the way life works. So yeah. I became a fan of the team. And now, as you know, I obsess over them and I'll text you random things about, like, oh, what do you think about Jamal Kane? Oh, you love the- that NBA trade machine. You love oh, it. God. All the time. Zaz will like wake up in the morning and I'll send them a random trade. Like, what do you think about getting Harrison Barnes from the game? <laughs> like, Can I have breakfast first, please? Are you, uh, I'm, I'm, I was at the game a couple nights ago against Chicago, just the second game I've been to, uh, as oh, a fan a over the last game. dozen years. Oh, God, awful. It was an awful game. And, uh, I mean, we had great seats, so I had fun, but it was, and I like being able to watch a game with a drink in my hand. Hadn't done that in 12 years. Um, but an awful game. And and I'm bummed because, yeah, it felt like this is an opportunity. They've won four in a row. They did what they needed to do. They took care of business on the road. And it's like, all right, now you got four home games, all of which are winnable. I mean, Indiana tomorrow, then you got Minnesota and the Lakers who are going to be without Anthony Davis. Like, I kind of like – it sounds crazy, but I kind of like them to win eight in a row is kind of what I'm thinking right now. And then yep. they just come right out the gates there, and it like it feels like one step forward, two steps back, you know? So I'm going to get cheesy with you, but it's it. Yeah, I think it's true at this point. No Jimmy, no Winnie. Simple as that. He doesn't want to play every game. He doesn't have to. He's earned the right, right? Well, but he had and, diarrhea a couple nights ago. I mean, that's no. You know. But I, I don't mean that in insulting. I'm saying he doesn't want that. That night's different. But I'm saying with the knee, right? He doesn't yeah. want to put wear and tear in the knee during the regular season. And because of his postseason play, he has earned the right for us to say whatever you want because we know come postseason. He is literally going to be a top two or three player in the NBA. But like my step- counter to that is the Heat aren't six or seven games over 500. They're a 500 I, team. I understand. But that, but this, so there's two things that need to work, right? They cannot win games when he doesn't play. Simple as that. He, when he doesn't play, they don't win. So the, the counter is, or the, the, the 
evolution of this argument, I think, is Jimmy's earned the right to do that. And Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra also need to understand they need to put a better team on there. Because if he's saying my knee's a little bit tired, a little bit worn out today, and I don't know that I should go, he has the right to do that. But they now have to put a better team on the floor. So they actually put themselves in a position for him to be great in the postseason. Like they're going to be right now. They're in the play in. Are we sure they're even going to be in the postseason? I mean, they are. They're so much worse this year than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. And I said, and when everybody was ripping on them for the, the lack of moves in the offseason, I said, oh, well, their offseason ends when the trade deadline hits. That's when their offseason ends. But I thought they would have the best record in the Eastern Conference to start the season because I thought when you run it back with continuity, that means you believe you are going to take less time to adjust to the new season than everyone else. They've been terrible. They have been terrible this year. In my they don't opinion. defend. It just doesn't make sense. And and they have to make moves. And I don't know that – I don't know 100% what moves. I mean, we all know that they need yeah. a power forward in some capacity. But – and I don't like blaming that, oh, when Tyler Hero scores, they lose. What do you want them to do? Miss <laughs> shots? You want them to not score? I mean, give me a break. I just – there's nothing right now that I'm like, whoa. This is this could be something. Nothing right now with this team. It really bothered me a couple nights ago. Was okay. So Jimmy was you know supposed to play. He had diarrhea. Uh, who, who the hell knows what happened there? All right, but he was supposed to play. So okay, when Jimmy's ruled out, how do we not turn to Kyle Lowry and say, "Hey, Kyle, maybe we give it a go tonight." Jimmy can't play. We thought he was going to be able to. We are paying you thirty million dollars a year. Well. Okay, now to be fair, you're not a Kyle Lowry fan. I think no. that has to. I know. So then you. How can I be? How can how can I, how can a Heat fan be a Kyle Lowry fan? How well, is that possible? Much better this year than he was last year. I'll tell you that much. And I know they were personal things, so I don't want to even touch that. See, you go to Kyle Lowry. I go to I go to Bam. I'm sorry. I love Bam, but I go to Bam of like. But isn't he in the midst of his best stretch of his career right now? Is he? He's been pretty great. I, I agree, but I also – see, to me, there's a difference between – he's in the best stretch of his career numerically, right? He's had some great games, double-doubles. It was 12 of 15 a couple nights ago, you know? Because he, he can't take over a game in my mind. That's the difference. It's not a get the bleep out of the way, give me a ball, we're, give me the ball, we're not losing this. It's not, it's not Jimmy, right? It's not the way he is. And I'm, I don't mean to knock Bam. Mm-hmm. I just – I don't know what Spo is supposed to do with this group. I mean, yeah, sure, they could play Dwayne Dedman less and Orlando Robinson more. All right, is that going to win games for them? You're going to think I'm nuts. Maybe you you won't think I'm nuts. Maybe the audience will. I play half of them. I, when, when they're yeah. dead – no, I'm serious. When they're playing dead, let someone out there go out there who can show the younger guys you can't play this way. I am going to give every part of me every night that I play. I also – would and he played well the other night in terms of his shooting percentage, but like I'd start Duncan Robbins. I'd say F- I love that he's playing again. I think it matters yeah. because the reality is, forget the money. He actually can impact games positively if he's on. He can also in- impact games negatively, but he needs to be mentally empowered in a way that like we believe in you. I like because, that he's playing again. Yeah, I, I don't think they. they have, what other options are there? That's yeah. that's a major problem right now. These yep. games and the and the third quarter is still a thing. It's on un- what happens at halftime. They go to I mean they go out to a club. What happens exactly that every single third quarter they fall apart? It's ridiculous to me. 
Yeah. I mean, we're sitting there. We were at the Boca, the RoofClean.com Boca Raton Bowl the other night, and I was with JNP, who, you know, did he pre and uh, post before you did, right? Um, before they fired him, uh, the station he worked for fired him during the playoffs, right? <laughs> Not right. They, they fired him mid and So we rag on JNP on the air about that all the time. Like, like literally between game one and game two of the Hawks series, <laughs> JNP gets canned. And for those who don't know Jeremy Marks Peltz, Zaz will back this up. The nicest, sweetest, most very nice, kind guy. So it's not like this. Oh, there what, is there is the nothing controversial about him. <laughs> nothing, nothing, right? <laughs> and they fired him between <laughs> games one and two. But we're sitting there at the game, and we're watching. So I mean, I, I don't know that my company's going to love this, but as the game is going on, that we're doing sales and marketing for JMP and I are watching the Heat, and we're watching. And we're like, all right, so they're up at half, and we both said to each other, they'll lose. That's that's how the mindset is right now. They just uh, now. By the way. If they were up at the half against Boston, Milwaukee, Denver, or Memphis, I think they would win. So they, would they, kept, they, they would have kept the energy level, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they they play the level of competition. Yeah, really frustrating. It's really frustrating. I got to tell you. Uh, so speaking of frustrating, uh, the load management in the NBA, Evan, it's it's an epidemic. All right, and something needs to be done. I don't know what that something is because the league is never going to get off of 82 games. They refuse to. But I think what probably needs, like, LeBron. Well, I got something. So, so hold oh. on. So, so like, LeBron, LeBron and the Lakers are here next week, all right? We're already getting no Anthony Davis. It's right. the second night of a back-to-back. They're in Orlando the night before. I told Zazzo Show 2.0 listeners, hey, you're thinking of going out there and getting your son or daughter an early Christmas gift, and you're going to take them to go see LeBron. I got news for you. He's not going to play that game, all right? so. The NBA extend the the beginning of the season by a week, extend the end of the season by a week. You got to get rid of back to back games. You got to get rid of it. I, like I don't know what else there is to do. Something needs to be done about folks buying tickets. They have tier packages. We're paying more money for a Laker game, all right. right. And then the guys who we're supposed to pay more money for, they're not going to play. Something needs to be done, Evan. Okay, a couple of things. First of all, so uh, I also work on NBA radio. One of the guys I work on NBA radio with on SiriusXM is Tim Legler. And Legro has the best line about this. He goes, I'm not suggesting that the science and the medicine is wrong. Right. What I'm asking, and this is Legler, he says, what I'm asking is, why does load management just apply to stars? Why don't role players have load management? Because if you think about it, like, why doesn't Max Struess have, role, have load management? He definitely Max runs Struce. around so much trying to get open. Right. So Max Struess plays his ass off. Max Struess works constantly, but he's not given nights off for load management. Like so I guarantee you a couple of years ago, Duncan Robinson ran the most than any player on the floor. He didn't have load management. So it's really not like load management is a selective term. So the way to fix it, in my opinion, and I don't know if they're going to do this, is Think about the voting for all NBA, MVP, and all the awards. That's done by media, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And that actually impacts contracts, which is stupid, but it currently does. So if you if you make all NBA a certain amount of times, you're eligible for a higher percentage yeah. of the So the way to do it, load management, is in order to be eligible for all NBA and any awards, you need to play a certain amount of games. And if you do it that way and you connect the dots, you are then not eligible for super max higher percentage of cap. So in other words, if you're going to look at, let's say, let's just say Jimmy, just for argument's sake, let's say Jimmy wants 35% of the heat cap instead of 30%, just for argument's sake. 
Well, if you don't play 65 games a year, you're not eligible for all NBA, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, whatever it is, and thus you're not eligible for a higher percentage of the cap. So you can load manage all you want. You have to understand that future earnings will be affected by load management. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is a way to do it. Now, I don't know that the players are going to sign up for that, but I don't know that the players need to sign up for that because it's a media vote. And the players made, in my opinion, a horrible decision tying the the MVP award and all this and money to the the media voting. But if the media and the league say, okay, if if Jonathan Zazzo is going to vote for MVP, he is not allowed to vote for someone that plays less than a certain amount of games. And if the person doesn't win MVP, they are then not eligible for a higher contract, higher percentage of the cap. I mean, that's, and that wasn't my idea originally. Somebody had that and I forgot who, so I apologize. But that is the most logical way of doing it to me. The place that I always go to, how come hockey players don't need low management? You will never, first of all, you can't tell me that hockey, that the game of hockey is not physically taxing. All right. That's for sure. And I've, no one has ever showed up to a hockey game. No fan has ever showed up to a hockey game and found out, wow, Vetchkin is resting tonight. Oh, wow. Barkov, Crosby, they're resting tonight. Do you know what would happen if a hockey player walked into the dressing room uh, morning skate and, you know, his teammate says, hey, uh, you're not getting ready? Nah, I'm resting tonight. How come hockey players don't have load management? I never thought about that once. It's a great point by you. It is a, it, And I don't like crapping on NBA players because I love the NBA so much. I know you do also. I'm not a hockey guy like you are. But that is a brilliant point. I, it's I don't never happened. To, they I, they I don't never rest. Because yeah, it's, it's not like they don't have doctors or sports science people or anything like that. I mean, they play the same NBA schedule, 82 games, you know, back to backs, same thing. I'm going through in my head, like, what's the difference? Well, they're on skates, so the feet not have the wear and tear. They're wearing pads. That's stupid. I mean, last night, Evan, last night, one of the Panthers defensemen, Mark Stahl, he took took a puck off the wrist, okay? You tell me it's, he had to come out like he missed the next ship. You tell me it's not black and blue today? He's not going to miss a game. He's not going to miss a game. It is, I, I don't know how to answer that. I, how come nobody's there made no that answer. before? That's a brilliant point by you. It's a brilliant point. They but never, also, ever rest. Never. I also think it wasn't as prevalent as it seems to be this year. I thought it was actually overrated in the past, and I thought it was just Kawhi Leonard that was doing it. I didn't think it was everybody else. This year, oh, my God, it's bad. Yeah, really bad. Uh, I, I got a couple other things here before we let you go. Uh, give me some thoughts here on the Dolphins. All right. Dol- I, you know, you guys talk about the Dolphins every now and then because this year, as opposed to other years, when it comes to national shows, like the Dolphins are now a national topic. I mean, you turn national on the topic for two reasons, I would say. One, and I'm saying in season, not all the Stephen Ross stuff yeah. before this, yeah. right? Because obviously that was the national topic. Two reasons. One, Mike McDaniel is literally and physically different than every coach that has ever done that job in the history of the sport. And because of Tua's injury stuff. So they became very big national topics, I think, for those two reasons. And and that's and, and again, you're looking at a coach like Jeff Saturday is literally different than any coach we've ever seen. Mike McDaniel is literally different because he's cool. Like co- normally coaches aren't actually cool. And I think he's cool. But go ahead. Sorry. Did you come out of the game last weekend against Buffalo? Because it's interesting. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of national folks, uh, Still not necessarily buying into the Dolphins, even during the five-game winning streak, and certainly not after they lost the Chargers, not after they lost the Niners. But I feel like a lot of people on television, on radio now, after seeing the Dolphins, who've now lost three in a row, after the Buffalo loss, 
are now buying into the Dolphins because they really liked the performance, even though they lost the game Saturday night. Yeah, I'm not buying it from a Super Bowl perspective, if that's what you're talking about. I just, and it's more so because of the conference. I still think Kansas City is going to be an impossible out. I still think Buffalo, Buffalo's tricky. I think Buffalo's really good. I'm not a Josh, as big of a Josh Allen guy as everybody else is. I still wonder, you know, big spot. It's 24-17 Kansas City, even at home. Josh Allen has the ball in the eight-yard line. He could throw, in my opinion, that's an interception waiting to happen. I don't think that about Mahomes, right? And I know my, you know, Mahomes is throwing picks. Josh Allen is still in those moments interception pro- prone. And Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati's been great as of late. So I think the Dolphins are in a very tricky spot conference-wise. And I know people love Tua. I'm, I have a weird take on this. I don't believe in the lefty quarterback in the modern NFL. I just don't. I don't believe in the lefty quarterback. I just I, think it's- I, I want to tell you something so odd. So a couple of weeks ago, someone on Twitter took a Tua highlight reel. And reversed it. And reversed it. I thought he was the greatest quarterback in the league at that point. <laughs> and I don't know how to explain it, but it looks so different. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's just not the same. Like he is, he they they reversed the highlights, and I mean he's slinging that ball, you know. And as a lefty, it's and and I love Tua, okay. But the lefty throws look different, looked like a struggle almost, you know. And in the reverse highlights, uh, he looks like Marino out there. So let me ask you a question as a fan of both of these teams, right? And this is this is not analysis; it's more of feeling amongst fans, right? So I don't want this to be taken as Dolphins analysis. This is not it. As a Heat fan, I feel like most Heat fans, even now when this team is struggling this year, feel like somehow, some way they're going to figure it out. Do you feel like as a Dolphins fan, most Dolphins fans, you included, feel like somehow, some way this is going to fall apart? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I my entire childhood – the Dolphins start seven and two, eight and three every year. All right. But when we get to December, man, that's when we pile up those losses. All right. <laughs> you know, every year, like Hanukkah comes every December. So does that Dolphins swoon. All right. And like it's happening. They have, I mean, have Dolphins won a game this month? I don't think so. So yeah, this, that's what happens in December with the Dolphins until they prove otherwise, I guess. Although I, I do think the Dolphins are going to win these final three games. I do. Yeah. And I think Tua is good enough. Don't get me wrong. I just there's something when I when I pit him against those three guys, Mahomes, Allen, and Burrow, it's hard to think that he can outduel them in those spots. Now, by the way, I am a big believer that game manager should be the biggest compliment you can give a quarterback. Because to me, game manager means you throw to the right people, you make the right decisions, and you don't turn the ball over. And I think that it's it's ridiculous. Like when you think about when people say the most talented quarterback in the league, you, to me that means colossal disappointment. Think about this for a second. Nobody ever says that Tom Brady's the most talented guy in the league. Nobody ever said Joe Montana was the most talented guy. Nobody's ever said Michael Jordan's the most talented. You only say talent when it comes to people that didn't live up to the talent. Aaron Rodgers most talented. But, okay, Lamar Odom, you know and I know. I always say Lamar Odom is the most talented basketball player I've ever seen. I've never seen someone be able to do at his size, at his length, what he can do. He didn't live up to it. I love Lamar, but he didn't live up to it. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot unanimous Hall of Famer. 
But he only has one Super Bowl, and people like you and I that value those things when you're at that level. We're not doing the Dan Marino, Trent Dilfer. That's the dumbest argument of all time, right? Marino is – it's only important that Marino didn't win because he's iconically great. That's – if he wasn't that, it doesn't matter. So when people say, well, Tua's kind of manage, game manager, that's a compliment to me. The fact that Tua may not have the strongest arm, who cares? What? That's so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things. Does he get the ball to the people that are open? Yeah. Does he have a lack of mistakes, and does he make the right decision? Yeah. What's the only thing that matter? Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the critique of Tua is actually incorrect. I'm not a huge Tua guy, but I think the way in which people critique him is actually ass backwards, honestly. I got one more thing for you here, Evan Cohen. It's completely off topic, but you'll have to bear with me here because it's something that I've been talking about today. So yesterday, I watched with my son on Netflix. Have you seen the uh, the Untold documentaries? Uh, I saw the one about Donaghy. Right. I saw the one. Um, I've seen, I've seen, was it a hockey one? Uh, well, well, yesterday, I watched the Manti Teo. Uh, yes, I've seen that. Yeah. Okay. So I find I know I'm late to the party, but yeah, I, got, I got I watched the Manti Teo yesterday. My son, my son, he's home from vaca- for vacation. He scrolled through. He goes, "Hey, do you know about this story?" He's too young to actually have lived it, you know. And I'm like, "I want to watch that." Do you want to? He goes, "Yeah, this looks crazy." So yeah. we we watched the Manti Teo doc yesterday. I got it. It was very upsetting to me. Okay, like really? it's, in what way? I just, I felt terrible for him. I felt oh, really yes, bad yeah, yeah. for him. Uh, yes, hundred. It, it was very upsetting to me. I thought he came out looking great. I mean, obviously, look, gullible, naive, all of that. Okay. But I thought he came out of it looking great. And I was very upset for him. It's a great documentary. I mean, it lived up to everything that I heard about it. It's wild. But I was was very upset for him. I remember when I watched it a couple, like, I think it came out a month or two ago, whenever it was. And I went on the air the next day and I apologized to him publicly. I felt like I wanted to find him was, and hug not him. Not that he was listening to me in that moment, but yeah. I felt like I made fun of you. Probably. We did bits on you. I ragged on you. I destroyed you. I didn't believe you. And I'm sorry because I was wrong. And I jumped to too many conclusions looking back on it. He was a thousand percent innocent of what happened. He was not innocent of being... Um, well, he was gullible, right? Yeah. I think that's a good way that what you just said. I felt horrible for him. Me too. After everything that I watched, and I was, I was wrong in what I did. I mean, we did so many bits on him, and he, he has amazing strength and character at this point. Seems like a great, great dude. And he is someone that, and I. This is probably deeper than you want to go, but I don't care. We'll go here for a second. If you're somebody out there listening or watching and you need help, he is an unbelievable example that getting therapy and getting help really can work. Because if you watch that documentary, the two parts all the way through and how he acts at the end and his sole purpose is just to lift others up. I don't know how. I don't think I could have been that way. I I don't know what I would have done to myself, God forbid, if if this was me. Right. He is like he's heroic in what like, he's doing. Like that now. moment where he was saying, you know, it was uh, the most hated people in sports, and it was Lance Armstrong, Tiger Woods, and Manti Teo. And he says, "How did I end up on this list? Uh, how did the other? I mean, 
by the way, say what you want about the other two. There are a lot worse people than those three in sports. <laughs> I mean, that's a weird list in itself. Yes, Tiger was a serial cheater and had major problems, but that is Tiger affecting Tiger's family. Lance Armstrong was a liar and a cheater, right? Who raised a lot of money Who to raised, try and cure cancer. Right. There should be more liars and cheaters in sports to right. raise money to try and cure cancer. Right. You want to, like, we hate it in sports. Yeah. I, I'm thinking Ray Carruth. I'm thinking yeah. Aaron Hernandez. I'm not thinking those three. I understand yeah. dis- disappointment, but my God. I just, I felt so bad by the end. Uh, man, uh, it's, I had to talk about it today, you know? No, I know I'm late to the party. You. I don't blame you because it's one of those things that the moment you see it, you're like, oh, I, I really made a mistake looking back on that. I totally read that situation incorrectly. Yeah. Uh, Evan, this was excellent. Great job, buddy. This is an excellent Zaslow Show 2.0 appearance. That's right. Thank you. You're my boy today. I appreciate you, man. Uh, Thank you. Tell everyone some stuff you got going on. Go plug some stuff. Let's hear it. 6 a to 9 a Eastern time on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82 uh, on Sirius XM Monday through Friday. Of course, listen, if you're in uh, West Palm, listen to ESPN 106.3, as you'll hear a great station there. And then Zaslow Show 2.0, support his advertising partners. Get more of them in there. Tell people. Have fun with it. And that's what I wanted to plug. How funny is it uh, when you see people, be it social media or what have you, who just over the last like six months or whatever it is, are being introduced to Christopher Mad Dog Russo because he's on first take every Wednesday. And it's like, yeah, this guy's kind of been around for a while. It's it's amazing. You're talking about a guy who's in the Radio Hall of Fame, was won a Marconi Award, which is, for anybody who doesn't know, the top award in radio. And he literally invented the medium. Uh, like, basically, what we're doing today would not be done without Christopher Mad Dog Russo, WFN in New York at the time, and now Sirius XM. And I think he's at his peak of fame and popularity. Amazing. Right Amazing. And I will say this, and people can say what they want about Stephen A. That's fine. Stephen A. Smith makes $12, $15 million a year, I think deservedly so, from ESPN. And I personally have known him, and I think he's a wonderful guy. The reason that's, that that works is Stephen A. Smith, who is at the top of his game, has full-fledged admiration for dogs and is in awe of him and is such a fan that when dogs on there, he just like sits back and smiles and laughs and becomes the rest of us that I think it's really cool when people that are that successful are openly fans of other people that are that successful. I mean, you worked with and for a couple of people in Boog and Levitard that are that way. Right. They are really successful. They're at the top of their game and they will openly talk about how good other people are and the security that they have in that. And that's the way Stephen Stephen A is with dogs. Loves them. And I think too many times you have people in this industry don't want to acknowledge that there are people that are really good and better and like talk about them in a positive way. And I think that what Stephen A has done with dog is amazing. Yeah. And he deserves a ton of credit. But dogs popular. I mean, it's it's. It's funny. It's, I mean, by the way, it's not dissimilar to Levitard with you, right? Like when he went national, it's like, yeah, this guy's been writing for the Miami Herald and dominating South Florida sports for 30 years. Now you get how interesting and funny and, and talented he is. So it is, it's a weird dynamic in that regard. Excellent job, Evan. Appreciate you, man. Uh, again, Sirius XM morning, man, Mad Dog Radio every morning, uh, 6 to 9 a.m. My favorite show. Everybody knows it now. I could say it as many times as I want. Great job, Evan. We'll do it again soon, man. Thanks, guys. Do a little heat with him there, a little on the Dolphins. 
got his thoughts there on Manti Teo. Good job out of him. Hey, want to remind everyone, if you're not feeling well, I'm always going to send you to Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. They treat children, adults, the elderly with minor, minor illnesses or minor injuries. I've used Dr. Alon and his team at Doctors 365. I've used them twice, twice in the last month. They can provide IV fluids, vitamin therapy, test for COVID, flu, strep. They'll draw blood, order x-rays, refill your prescriptions, all right? And they're doing all this. They can handle almost everything you would get at a brick-and-mortar urgent care, but in the comfort of your home. That's right, in your home or your office or wherever you are. Now, they're based in Broward County, but serving Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. Now, they're self-pay, but what is it worth to avoid crowded emergency rooms and urgent cares? For me, you can't put a price on it, all right? What's it worth to be seen and treated in the comfort of your home, your office? Maybe you're in a hotel room. You don't have to call the doctor's office. Doc, I got 102 fever. All right, we could see you next week. No, I need someone right now. Doctors on call 365 South Florida's Urgent Care that comes to you. Doctors on call 365.com, 786-577-9302 at 786-577-9302. Give you a little bit here on the NBA as uh, there are a few a few notes that I want to get to from last night. And and by the way, you know, if you if you're a longtime Zaslow show listener, we do have the NFL getting going tonight. You got week 16, Jets and Jaguars. Fantasy football, Jamie Eisenberg, CBS Sports fantasy football expert. He used to join us every Thursday. He now joins us on Fridays on Zaslow Show 2.0. So uh, you get your fantasy football. You get your, uh, you got to set your lineup. You're in your fantasy football playoff. You got some questions. You can always tweet them at me at Zaslow Show and I can relay them to Jamie. But Jamie joins us on Fridays, all right? Hey, no matter what you got going on, you can always tweet to me at Zaslow Show. You can hit me up on Instagram at Zaslow J. I'm an influencer, but I love hearing from all you guys. And again, on Twitter at Zaslow Show. Plus, if you if you got a business, if you want to do some advertising, you go to my Twitter page at Zaslow Show. And on the bio, you can see there's an email there for advertising. If you want to be part of the show. If you think that there's uh, uh, and a, we can get together, we can partner up. If you think it's right for you, if you think it's right for me, you hit me up, you reach out. You can see there, my email is on the bio at Zaslow Show. You can hit me up there. It's actually jonathanzaslow at gmail.com. It's real easy. So if you're interested in being part of the show, you want to be one of the sponsors there, you hit me up right there. We could see if we could work something out. I'd love to have you on board. Love all of our current sponsors and our future sponsors as well. The Heat are not back in action until tomorrow night. They're at, uh, excuse me, they're at home against Indiana. But there are a few NBA games that I do want to mention from last night. You know, today's Thursday, so you got the super light schedule. It's just San Antonio at New Orleans. Nobody cares. And Washington at Utah. Nobody cares. The the NFL is taking over Thursday nights. So anyway, three games from last night that I do want to point out. Cleveland beat Milwaukee. Cleveland's awesome. Cleveland beat Milwaukee last night. Indiana beat Boston Boston's kind of dropped back down to earth. Now they're still they still have a great record. They're 22 and 10, but they're not best in the East anymore. Boston has lost three in a row. They've lost a total, I think maybe six out of seven. So they are no longer in first place. Matter of fact, they're only a half game up on Cleveland. Matter of fact, don't look now, but the Brooklyn Nets, who beat Golden State last night, 143 to 113. They're only two and a half back of first place. So the Nets have now won seven in a row after their win against Golden State last night. 
which, uh, it, you know, the Warriors, I told, not only did they never went on the road, they were one in five on this road trip that just finished up, but without Steph Curry, I don't know how they're going to win any games. I mean that. I don't know how they're going to win any games. They are terrible. The score, terrible. The score last night at halftime was 91 to 50. 91 to 50. They wound up losing 143-113. That Warrior team sucks. And obviously, no Steph Curry's a killer. But remember, this year was supposed to be about the young guys like Kaminga and Wiseman and Moody. They don't do anything. Wiseman's a bust. I'm sorry. You can't be in year... This is year number three for him? Three or four? You're the number two overall pick. And they're sending you down to the the G League? Wiseman's a bust. But all those young guys... I mean, none of them have developed into anything. Right now would be the time where, all right, Curry's out, so we need you guys. Like, let's see what you got. And they're not even competitive. They are a terrible team, the Warriors. So that's uh, the big story last night. The Warriors, they get smoked. Boston's dropped down to earth. Cleveland, they're, they're the best home team in the league. They're 16-2. and two. They beat Milwaukee. The Bucks, though, first place. Bucks are still first place in the East right now. They are a half game up on Boston. Then you got Cleveland, who's a half game back then. And Brooklyn rounds out the top four at 20 and 12. They're rolling with seven consecutive wins. Uh, the New York Knicks had their eight-game win streak. That was snapped the other day, uh, two nights ago. So that's what you got as far as the NBA going right now. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Come on. You know what time it is. All right. Big deal or not a big deal. It's how we wrap up every show. And number one for us, big deal or not a big deal. Yesterday, the finalists for the Basketball Hall of Fame Class of 2023 were announced and leading the group, Dwayne Wade. That's right. Wade is obviously going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. This is a big deal. It's a no-brainer. You also had Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Pau Gasol. Those guys should also get in first ballot. Greg Popovich, now eligible for the first time since it's 25 years after you begin coaching, and I believe 1997 was the first year that Popovich coached. So Pop will get in this year as well. I believe those will be the first ballot Hall of Famers. I don't know who else will get in first ballot, but that's a big deal. We all know it's happening. Dwayne Wade, there you go. Big deal or not a big deal? Last night, also in the NBA, the Chicago Bulls, now back-to-back road wins. They won in Miami a couple nights ago, and then last night in Atlanta, the game was tied late. Into DeRozan. DeRozan for the win! Overshot it! Dosumo! Game time! Game time! Game time! Game time! How does it feel, Atlanta? How does it feel? It happened this last time. Let's see. Did he get it off? You bet he he did! Game time! Let's go home! Let's go home, Chicago! Let's go home! Chicago's very own! I am Dosumo! Big-time player makes big-time play. Just got it off the yes. fingertips before the clock hit zero. Io DeSumo saving the day there. He was the inbounds guy, by the way. He inbound the ball, ran right under the basket, got the, the errant miss there, lays it in at the buzzer. Bulls win in Atlanta. So back-to-back wins there for a team that was really struggling. Uh, I'm going not a big deal. Cool play, but not a big deal. Bulls are 13 and 18. They're still five games under 500. Big deal or not a big deal? Ryan Tannehill, Titans quarterback, former Dolphins quarterback, out for the season. That's a big deal because like tonight, you got Jaguars and Jets. 
the Jags got a real chance at winning the division. So Tannehill now out for the rest of the year. That's a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal, YouTube has acquired the rights to NFL Sunday Ticket. That's right. Beginning next season, for the first time ever, NFL Sunday Ticket is no longer going to be on DirecTV. Quote, YouTube has long been a home for football fans, whether they're streaming live games, keeping up with their home team, or watching the best plays and highlights. The CEO of YouTube, Susan Wojcicki, says, through this expanded partnership with the NFL, viewers will now also be able to experience the game they love in compelling and innovative ways through YouTube TV or YouTube Prime channels. We're excited to continue our work with the NFL to make YouTube a great place for sports lovers everywhere. So they now, and here's a quote from Roger Goodell, for a number of years, we've been focused on increased digital distribution of our games, and this partnership is yet another example of us looking towards the future and building the next generation of NFL fans. So DirecTV, no longer the home of NFL Sunday Ticket next year. YouTube, so streaming. YouTube has acquired the rights. That's a big deal. Now, I don't know what the money is there, but now it's 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 going to be a streaming deal. It's no longer essentially cable, you know, DirecTV. So I'm going big deal on that one. DirecTV had the NFL Sunday ticket since its inception, which I think was, was it 1994? Does that sound right? Could it could have been 1994? That Yeah, 1994. Amazing. Good, good run on DirecTV. And that right there is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. So tomorrow, a Friday show. Like I said, we'll be doing fantasy football. We'll be able to react to tonight's Thursday night game, which has playoff implications for the Miami Dolphins. We're just a few sleeps away from the Dolphins taking that Packers ass. So we'll do a lot of Dolphin football tomorrow to be sure. Hey, make sure however you're listening, you like, you rate, you comment. As far as the podcast goes, I love you long time. Tell all your friends about it. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedanos, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task, unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes, let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, 
your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry, they specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589 2204.